Somebody give me a damn mic because you're tuning into the greatest podcast in the nation, the Party House Podcast. I'm your host, James Muse. And I'm your co-host, James Herrera. And today we have a very special guest, you know, Foundation's resident artist, the graphic designer for the Party House Podcast, and a very good friend of ours, Mahogany Ortiz. Hi, guys. Hello. Okay. Hello. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, okay. So, okay. For those who don't know me, hi. My name is Mahogany. No one calls me that. Everyone calls me Hoggy. Um, I'm 17. I just turned 17 yesterday. Um, thank you. Um, um, uh, okay. Some, some of the things I like to do in my free time are, um, uh, draw. I like art a lot, as you can tell. Um, I like watching anime and writing and I dance on the side sometimes and I do makeup sometimes. Um, and yeah, yeah. Okay, that's nice. I, I heard anime. Um, I'm, I'm an avid fan of anime. No, Which is actually no. like horrible. Huh? You make me hate anime. I, I look, I, I don't know if it's because of how much I speak about it. Nah, she's I, you. Oh, I just yeah. my <laughs> existence. Just you. Yeah. So it's just yeah. my existence. Oh, okay, guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. When I when I think about anime, like you come to mind, you pop right in my forehead, and I'm like, damn, I don't want to be people like, like me exist. Okay. People like uh, you. <laughs> you're, you're kind of people. You're anyway, anyways, anyways, anyways. Let's get, let's get into your art, Morgan. You know, you you made our beautiful logo. The fans think it's beautiful. Oh my god, really? Yeah, Everybody loves, loves it. it. Everyone loves it. But what got you into art in the beginning? <clears throat> okay, well, I've been uh, drawing ever since I could pick up a pencil. Um, I used to sit at my kitchen table with uh, an, an orange number two pencil and a very yellowing notepad and um, just draw stick figures, honestly. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but then when I stepped back, I looked at my, you know, my little creation and I was like, I like doing this, so I just kept doing it. Uh, so then, you know, uh, I found myself doodling on every piece of paper that I ever got. I actually used to get in trouble uh, in middle school a lot, simply for just drawing and not paying attention. Um, but nothing really got me into it, per se. I guess you could say it's because I watched a lot of cartoons, but then again, I didn't really correlate that with drawing, because, you know, my young brain was too... Stupid. Yeah. Oh. Uh -oh. Well, I, that's oh not the word that I was going for. But okay. <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought you just said no word. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. <clears throat> my young mind was too feeble to actually comprehend that people were, you know, animating and drawing those shows. So I just, I honestly just started out of absolutely nowhere. Mm, top five cartoons right now. Ah, uh, that's crazy. I, I can only give you one, honestly. Um, okay. Avatar. Mm. Favorite character. Really, oh. Oh. Um. Okay. Okay. Respecting Zuko, I'm not gonna lie to you. That, that, that no. seems like more your. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Um. You just asked me why I don't like Zuko. No, oh, I said I, I said that's interesting. I said it's interesting. I just yeah, thought I would be okay. a favorite character. Nah, my favorite character is actually Tylee and May. Uh, quick question. Um, I never watched it, so no one. No, wow. Shut, then shut up. 
don't wow. Know. You mean well, no, no. never watched the Avatar: The Last Airbender? I, I'll, yeah, I, I never watched it. What do you mean you never? What, what, what do you mean you never watched it? I never watched it. What did you watch? Football. Damn. <laughs> yeah, the ceiling. His last ceiling fan. I watched the sun. I, I, I thought sun. Fuck. 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 The sun. Never watch this. Watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever no this. Oh, cut it out. Um, I would watch the sunset, thinking the sun wouldn't set if I stared at it. That's so, so flamboyant. So stupid. Did you just say that's so flamboyant? Yep. But, okay, but if you think about it, if you think about it, my I my my mind didn't process it, but technically, I was extremely wrong. But it made sense because time would technically pass slower, so no. I was technically. I don't think very... that, I don't think that, that, that That's past slower, not past slower, but it would feel slower, so that's well, why it's I did because it. when you're but, okay. notes, you're not focusing on the seconds. Yeah, that's that's why it felt longer, and I just thought the sun wouldn't set oh, if longer? it. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> back to, uh, the, the Avatar. Back to the Avatar. What's um, entertaining about it to you? Are you asking me or news? Uh, both of you. Do you want to go first? Uh, gladly. Avatar is one of the greatest shows to ever grace TVs um, in any household. You know what I mean? It, it resonates with everyone around the world. Amazing world building, amazing characters, amazing protagonists, great character development with Zuko. You know, after I, I rewatched it for like the 35th time, I went on YouTube and I started searching the psychology of Zuko videos. And oh my God, they put so much, so much work into the show. I think he's such an amazing character. Toph, amazing character. Toph is top tier. Top, top three, not top, yeah, top three character. Sokka, hey, amazing character. Here. Oh my god, I love Sokka. Um, Katana, bitch. Not Katara, Katara. Oh, no, Katara, she's I don't know her name. Though. Oh my god, we agree. I fucking hate her. She's so annoying. She's a bitch. Both y'all get it, though. I can understand, but she's still a bitch. No, as, she's as, just as I looking at. No, I understand it, though. Actually, no, I specifically don't like Katara because she kept fucking with Zuko. Zuko. That's what yep. pissed me off. She's Aggie. She doesn't know Maybe what we mean wants. it in different ways. I'm talking about she was throwing that pussy on Zuko, and that shit annoyed me. No. Oh, my. No. She, she kept going back and forth between him and Aang because she didn't know saying. what she wanted. That's, that's what I'm saying. Oh. And Aang was clearly the, the superior option, Eight and she was going to Zuko. Yeah. Zuko and May were, like, toxic. That was toxic before that was to yeah. Toxicity was... But they they handled that so well. I think Avatar literally handled so many things so well, and it really it really was before our time, not really before our time, but really before our age. I feel like young the younger audiences who watched it, which was us, you know, like at you know eleven and twelve, couldn't really yeah. process how good the show actually was. And what it was really talking about, it it really speaks to the heart when you're watching it now. But uh, yeah, I think how do you, how do you, how do you feel about UA? I really I don't remember who that is. The, Sokka's first girlfriend. Oh, the fucking fish bitch. The moon. Oh, bitch. She was, fish. She, was, she was a fish, and then she died and turned into the moon. Huh? I'm wrong. <laughs> every time that she Sokka was a fish. Ever gets Didn't he tell Suki the the when they started getting romantically involved, his first girlfriend turned into the fucking moon? Yep. Imagine that's trauma like, dumping on a different level. I probably, I don't think he meant it that way though. I think he just he just soccer, but he's that nigga. Um. Interesting. Actually, no. I'm not gonna lie to you. When she died, I cried. I I, I should have tear. It's I'm just, gonna it, tear. Wasn't even, it wasn't even her. For she was nice. It's just like that. Sokka, Sokka, he was there for like one episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's simply the fact that Sokka, like, I don't know. They really he portrayed love so well. He was yeah. distraught. 
That's why throughout the entire series, he really deserved more. And I, I don't know how to explain it. He just deserved more. I mean, I'm glad he found, like, happiness with Suki, you know? Yeah. But, like, it's yeah. just crazy. He didn't get powers. They treat that nigga like a fucking loser in the beginning. Like, well, oh quite God. frankly, I think he should have been portrayed better. Yeah. And, I don't know. And then Katara was fucking trying to bitch him the entire show, too, so. Like, trying to fucking run to her brother. Like, come on, be for real. Like, they didn't have a mom slugging in the It makes sense. She, she, she was a mom. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. That's not funny. Sorry. It's not funny. That's, no. that's okay, though. That's not funny. I'm sorry. I just don't like Katara. No, I don't like her either. Anyways, let's... Okay, now, let's talk about the first thing that you submitted. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah, alright. So, you know, as I was thinking about, you know, what to talk about on the podcast, you know, when, when you've been guesting, it's usually people who have an abundance of knowledge on something that's really niched or something that's not really, you know, known or misconstrued or understood by the general public, and you bring them on to, you know, explain that. So, you know, I was trying to think of something that's individual enough about me that I could, you know, come on here and share about. And then I realized I'm one of the only friends that you guys have that don't have siblings. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if some of Muse's friends have, are only children, I don't know. But I'm pretty sure, that, are, are they? Only Kenzie. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. So I'm only one of his two friends who are only an only child, you know. Um, and you know, it's kind of weird because all of my friends in my immediate circle have siblings. Um, and I don't know. It's kind of like, I want to talk about it because there's a very big misconception about being an only child. You know, it's like everybody that I've ever talked to when I've told them that I'm an only child We'd be like, oh my god, I'd kill to be an only child. You're so lucky. You know, you're lucky you don't have to deal with siblings. You want to trade siblings, you know. Um, it's like, majority of people think that uh, my life is basically handed to me on a silver platter because my mother has no other children to care about but me. Um, and, you know, uh, I guess while it's true that, you know, I receive all the attention because I am the only child in the family, uh... It's not, it's not as great as it seems, uh, be, I'll be honest with you, um, it gets very lonely, very, very lonely, you know, uh, and, you know, one of the, one of the most common things that people bring up, uh, is that I get anything that I want, you know, because I just have to ask for it, but, um, you know, while I may be surrounded by a lot of things, you know, in my room, and, um, materialism doesn't last for very long, um, because when I was younger, you know, I had nobody to play with, you know. Uh, I had, like, you know, the occasional childhood friend or, you know, like, cousins that would come and go. But, you know, uh, majority of the time, I just found myself by myself in my room playing in my bin of toys that, you know, my mom had bought me to compensate the fact that, you know, she was always at work. Um, and so I didn't really spend any time with anyone but myself. Um, materialism is an interesting thing because you know well i do definitely believe that money can buy happiness i also definitely believe that money can't replace genuine quality time you know uh, my mom would um 
compensate for the fact that, you know, since she was always at work and she wasn't there, that uh, she'd go and buy me a new Barbie and say, here, um, new friend to play with. And, you know, that only sufficed for so long until, you know, the next box that she handed me didn't make me feel anything. Um, it's weird. It is weird. Because, you know, uh, I, I see a lot of my friends who have siblings, they always complain, a majority of the time always complain about, you know, them being so annoying, they, they have no time for themselves, you know, um, and I truly believe we yearn for what we don't have, because I, I'd, I'd love to be an older sibling, or even a younger sibling, honestly, I just, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about the fact that I'll never have a sibling bond, because, you know, my mom, even though she says she wants to have another kid, she's never going to. Uh, and I'm honestly about to go to college, so even if she did have another kid, I'd come back and there'd be a 17-year age, age difference. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I've kind of given up on, like, the sibling type thing, but, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not as luxury as it seems, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I... You know, while, while I, I, yeah, I, I, I am spoiled, you know. It just, you know, I think it's probably why I fight so much with people who want to spend money on me. I <laughs> honestly believe that's probably why I don't want anyone to spend any amount of money on me. Because, um, you know, I, I was taught from a young age that, you know, materialism buys, you know, happiness it replaces you know the fundamentals of you know enjoying quality time with your family so now when anybody spends money on me i feel bad because i feel like you know maybe 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 it's like maybe it's like i'm not enough as just a person in order to provide them with you know the the the, the genuine connection and you know materialism will you know suffice that you know I don't know. It's just it's it's uh, it's odd. It's an anomaly even. But yeah. yeah. Been like that. Thank you. Um Percy, as a guy with six sisters, I feel like our lives are so so different. Uh opposite. I feel like from a from a very young age, a lot of my life was just shared with Donna and Taylor. And then as years progressed, my S and guys became into the mix and you know it became the, the live action proud proud house. No, Loud House. There we go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of res not resonate. I actually don't resonate with you. But why did you say? Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I even said that because I just lied to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I didn't get a lot of toys growing up, but every time I did get toys, it was two. It was two of everything because me and Dono, we would play. So if I got a game, it had to be two player. If I if, when she got a fucking dollhouse, I wasn't there playing with it. Let me tell you, the Monster High boss, I was a, I was a king. <laughs> king of the Monster High. Uh, but no, I feel for you, though. Feel for you. Are you going to say that? Uh, I don't... Uh, of course, I don't relate, but I, I do understand. Like, you grew up wanting to have that... You want wanting to have um, time spent with people that you cared about. But um, you weren't able to, which taught, um, which in turn they made you. Instead of time, they gave you things 
items. So, I grew up living that way. So, I, I don't relate because, of course, for a lot of my life, I grew up with... At first, it was just me and my mom, but I still spent a lot of time with her. And then when my sister was born, it was still just a lot of time spent with people. So, I was never, like, you know... Never a lot of materials, and I still I got to spend time with people that I cared about. So I have a question. Um, do you think anything kind of like filled that gap that you felt with other sibling? Maybe like other family members, or or just the amount of time spent with certain family members that was that doesn't necessarily need a sibling there. Or do you think like having a sibling is a an integral part of growing up? That's a good question, actually. Um, I actually, I have an example. Uh, my older cousin, um, his name's Malik. He, uh, he's part of my immediate family because, you know, he's my uncle's son. Um, and he's probably the closest thing that I see as like a big brother type figure. Um, Cause he didn't used to be close when I was a lot younger. It used to be just a lot of bantering back and forth because, you know, I was young and annoying, but, um, as I started to, like, get older and uh, mature more and get into the actual, you know, real world, uh, he's, uh, been there to give me, you know, a lot of life advice, um, you know, he took me driving, actually, on my birthday, uh, and just talked to me, uh, just about, you know, random, random stuff, um, I don't, I wouldn't say that different family members replace not having a sibling, because I feel like having a sibling is like, it's like, it's like a, it's different than cousins, or like, you know, family that's around your age. Having a sibling is like a diff an entirely different bond. Um, that's probably why, uh, and I, another answer to your question, it's probably why I had a lot of, I tried to have a lot of friends when I was younger. Because um, when I was younger, like a lot younger, I was very social. I talked to everybody that I could, uh, even adults, elderly people, people that I would randomly see on the street, I'd say hello, or hi, or how's your day? Um, and before I came to Foundation, I used to try to be friends with everyone in my class. Um, simply because when I went home and, you know, I didn't grow up in, when I was younger, I didn't have the technology that we have now to keep in contact with people. So when I went home, it was just me. So I would try to make the most out of my social time by, you know, going to school and, you know, talking and interacting with everybody. Um... But no, I don't. I don't think that uh, friends or other family members could really replace having a sibling. Because you know, even though I don't know what that's like, um, observing all of my friends that have siblings, it's, it's it's a very different bond that would you know differ from you know older cousins or uh, grade school friends. But, uh, yeah. Um, as growing up, right? Uh, I'm 17 now. And I've had my siblings for a pretty long time. I, I've come into this role of a, somewhat of a caretaker. Um, uh, you've seen it at times where there's a dispute between siblings and I'm the, the mediator. 
um, times where my mother is tired, my, my father is, is working, and I go in there and I, I whip, in the, whip up in the kitchen, sorry, I'm going crazy, you know, but I feel like as a, as a, as a big brother and growing up, I've learned a lot of life skills, you know, I learned how to cook, um, forced into that, into that, that realm of cleaning, so I think that's something from, from being a, you know, by family, but that's a different foundation. And how to deal with kids, especially kids with uh, with uh, learning disabilities. My sister's autistic, and the other one has ADHD. Um, you got twins. You guys should really be. I thought you guys would never stop talking. Um, you and Essie. Oh, oh my god, I actually want to meet, I want to meet your entire family, but that's a conversation for another time. Do you believe that not having a sibling might have robbed you from learning some of these integral life skills? Oh no, it definitely did. You know, up to this day, I still don't know how to cook. I got you. I'll get you. Would you rather be an older sibling who, like, for like Muse, where like caretaker takes care of the the younger ones, or are you like, would you want a role model, or would you want both? I I think I'd want both. Yeah, I'd want both. But majority of the time when I think about if I ever did have a sibling, I'd, I'd prefer them to be younger. Um, I don't know. Something about, you know, the innocence of little kids are just like, I don't know. I like, uh, I have a friend who is my neighbor's granddaughter. Um, and she comes over uh, every time that she comes here. Um, see me and my grandma uh, and she gives us hugs and she talks to us and she, she's adorable like she, she's so she's so cute she, she even gave me a card and a little balloon on my birthday and she sang me happy birthday and she danced for me and then she gave me like four hugs and then she left I almost cried um because when I when when I her name's Skylar and, and you know when, whenever Skylar comes around and whenever I spend time with her I I would like to imagine that, you know, that's what it would be like, like being an older sibling. But she's just she's so fun, and she's so cute, and, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know about so much of the caretaker part specifically because I don't have, uh, I don't have those qualities, like me, I didn't have anybody to take care of, I was always the one being taken care of, so I didn't, I didn't develop those qualities, and even still now, I'm still learning. Um, but I'd li- I like to imagine having a younger sibling, but then on the contrary, having an older sibling would be really cool. Because, um, I'd always, then I'd always have actually somebody to protect me, to be here with me, um, all, all the time. Um, and then when we get older, we can, uh, we can develop a stronger bond. Um, and they can be like a, I don't know, not like a, not, not like a friend, but more of a permanent confident like that, if you will. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I, I'd rather have both. Aw, shout out to Skylar. She's not gonna be watching this, she's too young. I know. I love cool. I love you, Skylar. But when she grows up, you know, she's like, Oh my god, look at look at these these cool guys. They have a podcast? What wow, it's crazy. Oh my god, I should watch this. Uh we're gonna see this. Shout out to you. Shout out to Malik as well. He is old enough to watch this. Oh yeah, I'm going to tell about the podcast. Okay, thank you, W-Promo. Um, <laughs> I think our, simil- our, our situations, uh, they have a little bit of a similarity, which I was thinking about just, just, just now. Because I grew up in a house full of six girls. 
Um, a lot of people ask me how I did it, and I simply don't know how to explain it to them because I've never known anything other than that. Uh, but I think that uh, a part of me, once I hit fifth grade, I started feeling that, that, that lonely aspect in a way because there are people, and which makes it so horrible because there are people outside, just outside my door, you know, uh, willing to talk to me and be around me. But I never could connect them and the same way they connected with each other because a bond between two sisters, uh, they had so much more to talk about. This is fifth grade, so like, I wasn't coming to them showing them TikToks. Um, at the time it was musically. I was showing them TikToks and, and things like that. It was just them bonding over boy stuff. Along those lungs. And um, I think that was truly the first time I ever felt like I wasn't, like I didn't belong inside of a, inside of a, inside of a house. Like I was just there. And I wanted to ask you, do you ever feel like you're just, like you're just there? Not necessarily, not necessarily like you're unloved or like, you know, not cared for, but in, in, in certain times where you're, when you're sitting around and, you know, you're by yourself, you just feel like your existence is just, it's just there. Not, not negative, not positive, just neutral. Well, there are other uh, there are other factors that contribute to that. Um, a lot of the time, uh, when my mom was at home, and when we used to live in an apartment together, um, it was a one-story apartment. So my room was it, it, okay. Think about it like this: it's it's just like a straight line. On the very far right is the living room, and next to the living room is my room. At the very far left, like the end of the corridor, was my mom's room. And the kitchen was in the middle. So, even when she would be home, um, if she wasn't in the living room, uh, she'd be in her room, um, and I'd be in mine. Uh, and, you know, if it wasn't for her, and the footsteps of her walking back from, you know, the kitchen to the bathroom to living room um i just think that i was just there it was like just me not to say that my mom isn't like she didn't give me enough attention and that she, she she tried her best but um there were times where i just felt like i was just there but not in the aspect of where i didn't belong just the aspect that i was just there like i don't know yeah, I was just, I was just there. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's hard to explain, but, you know, especially in kind of day and age, the idea of, of being alone and, like, you know, I feel necessarily like you belong, but knowing, right, sometimes you don't even know you, you, you don't know you, you deserve it, but you don't feel like you belong and you just feel lonely. I just feel like being alone nowadays is such a interesting concept. Um, I feel like you'd be the perfect person to talk about it. Oh my god, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> segueing into, you know, not having a sibling. Um, I was alone for majority of my life. Um, you know, as I said, when I was younger, um, and even, you know, growing up, um, because even though I'd make so many friends, I'd go home and it was just me and my plastic Barbie dolls. Um, and I didn't really like talking to them that much. So, um, I don't know. People think 
in today's day and age that being alone, being alone has a negative connotation for a lot of people. Um, and they think that, you know, anti-socialness is just like not like a good attribute, which is like the, the opinion of most people, you know. Um, people give pity to those who are alone and they're like, oh, no one should be alone. You know, she always have somebody there. And, you know, while it's true that people need people because, you know, humans are creatures of social interaction, um, I don't think being alone is necessarily a bad thing. And I say this because, you know, I obviously experienced it firsthand. Um, the loneliness really started to kick in when I hit the third grade. Because uh, I came to foundation in the fourth, but before I went to um a catholic school um and my class my third grade class was uh made up of about like eight kids including me which is very odd because every other grade had like 25 or 26 kids and my class was just like eight kids um and you know i it was weird you know because I was so used to making so many friends and, you know, talking to everybody, but something changed, and when I sat in that classroom, surrounded by those people, I just, it was like I had built myself into a box in my little third grade desk, um, and it was like, a, bo a box that I couldn't get out of because I just didn't talk to anybody. Um, and that was around the time that I stopped talking to people first. And the majority of my friends spoke to me first. Um, even now, honestly, if I can really recall the first time that I've ever like spoken to any one of my media friends now, it's majority of the time because they spoke to me first. Um, but... The fact that I was alone in a familial aspect, it, it it changed me, honestly. I went from being a very, very social little child to when I hit the fourth, fifth, fifth sixth grade. Um, it wasn't the same. And I don't say that because, you know, growing up, obviously things are going to change, but it was just... My outlook towards the social aspect of life changed. Um, because if we, if we can recall, you know, people have known me since middle school. I used to be very, very lively, you know. I always talked to, you know, I tried to speak to everyone in a friendly, happy manner. I even gave random people hugs anytime that I saw them. Um, just because I wanted to be as outgoing and lively and bubbly as possible in order to try and gain friends. Um, and while it did work, you know, um, seventh grade hit, and, uh, that's when everything changed. Um, you know, a few mental health issues later, uh, I stopped speaking to everyone. Um, and you know, you never really notice how lonely you are until you feel alone in a room full of people. And that's how I felt for the majority of the time. 
um, because I went from having a lot of friends to not having any, you know, since technology didn't exist for me to keep in contact with my childhood friends. Um, and so when I came to foundation, when I, and still in the fourth grade, it was hard for me to make friends. And growing up in foundation means surrounded by the same people for, I don't know, I honestly, I grew up with everybody in foundation. It was just, I don't know, it was hard. Um, and, you know, the other struggles that I was facing didn't help at all either. Um, but there came a time where I realized that I'm only going to have myself for forever, you know. Uh, people are not guaranteed. Um, even friends, they're not guaranteed to be here with you forever. Um, and the only person that you're going to really have for forever is yourself. So I developed the mindset that if I'm only going to have myself for forever, I should be comfortable with myself for forever. Message. Um, so I started taking time uh, to myself to really uh, look inwardly at what I wanted um, socially because for a long time I didn't know if I actually wanted friends or if I was better off without them. Um, I grew accustomed to being by myself but I also grew accustomed to being comfortable with being by myself. And I think that's a lot, um, I think that's the, the, the thought that people don't have, or that's that's the thing that people don't have. They, they're not comfortable with being by themselves. A lot of people think that they need to be surrounded by a big group of people, or like be the center of attention um, in order to just function. And then when they get by themselves, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's um, automatically negative. Um, because they're used to being surrounded by so many people and, you know, having to do so so much socially that when they get by themselves, they just don't know what to do with themselves. Um, I think learning to be comfortable by myself was one of the best things that I ever taught myself. Um, it's helped me a lot. Um, even though, you know, popularity conjure belief, solitude's not that bad. Um, especially when you, you know, take time to spend time with yourself and you know find the things that you like things that you dislike spend time you know maybe pick up a craft you know just you know spending time on yourself building yourself um it's it's i think it's honestly a thing that everybody should learn how to do being comfortable being by yourself um because it's not a bad thing uh and i think the people who think it's a bad thing are just not comfortable by themselves yet Okay, so I'm gonna start from like the beginning of where you started talking about not the beginning, but um Okay, let's start here That's all the topic of loneliness a lot of the people That people say are their friends Are only not not really their friends. They just talk to them situationally so, depending, you're not, you're not fr really, like, friends, you're not truly have a connection with many people, that many people say that they do. They only really talk to people 
if it benefits them or if it's convenient or it might be just just in that moment you can go to for example in school many people okay like school friends people like um, say school friends are not really your friends you just talk to them in school because it's convenient and it's not con not convenient yeah basically convenient for, for some things but also in school it's you just they're not sitting next to you, you might as well talk to them so you're not just bored and sitting in class but also it's situationally just if it benefits you not benefits you but just in the environment that you're in if it's one of the people that you might know you're not really close that close or they're actually they might just come up to you because they have nobody else to talk to they want to talk to you because they know you slightly enough that it benefits them to talk to you okay so people will say that they're going to be with you forever but realistically that is not true they are going to leave you in one way or another it is not possible and it's not realistic to expect from other people that they're going to be with you in your life forever um it, it they it's could they could happen in one way but it's not you shouldn't expect that from everybody that you care about because it's might not happen I mean, you, if you want, that's not, that's what you want. You can believe it, but it's not realistic to believe that they will be there for you always. Especially people who don't have to be there. You shouldn't expect for them to be there. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like it is it's, it is very interesting. Um, you brought up a very good point about in school friends and out of school friends. Because as long as you were speaking, as you were speaking, this one, this idea kept coming to my head. And it was that when I was like, not even when I was younger, even like sometimes now, the weekend and, and breaks, not now, but, but back then, the weekend used to be a bittersweet moment. Um, I say back then, I'm talking like maybe a year ago. Or like before we went online. Because in school, I'm the social butterfly, you know. You would think I have all the friends in the world. When I get home, and for the whatever hours that I'm, I'm awake at home, it's like I, I I just feel like I'm alone. I feel like I'm I'm just I'm an act. You know, I wake up, and go to school, entertain the masses, and then come home. And and James Mises is he's gone. A lot of people don't care. Um, in a weekend, it was two four days of me going through life, kind of like just, no one gives a fuck. Just wait till we get this way till Monday. Do your thing and repeat the cycle. Um, and it was when I went to I took my trip to Florida, uh, an exchange between me and uh, a friend. Um, where, he, where he truly did, he truly hurt me because uh, everyone who I expected to to not care, you know, everyone who 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 wouldn't I wouldn't speak to on the weekend, so I wouldn't hear from after 3:30 hit and I left the building. I, I expected him not to care, but out of everyone. He was one of the last people I expected because when you make a friend, you expect them to care for you. And in our exchange, I felt like I wasn't cared for, and like I, I only mattered for what I offered. Um, and, and I realized that I was talking to Herrera. He he told me something that you know I always hold, hold dear to me. 
and uh, he said that I put my my value into the eyes of those who interact with me. Some along those lines. He wasn't as articulate as I am, um, as I am the better James, but it, it, it resonated with me. And, and I went to my trip in Florida, and I was just sitting in a car. And I had my headphones on. I was listening to music, and I was truly in my own head for a good like 30 minutes. And I thought about it. And I realized I was upset that another human being out of billions didn't value me. See, being alone is viewed as something negative, viewed as a as a bad thing. But in reality, sometimes we need to be alone. I, I just told my good friend a, li a little bit of, a little bit ago, maybe not not even like three hours ago, that they need to be alone. They need to think to themselves. Because a lot of the times when we deal with things and, and we go through things, we run into the people we, we love and care about. It's a way of support, but sometimes it gets to a point where it's a, it's a distraction. So we're dealing with something. That's what I'm saying. I'm speaking right now. We're dealing with something. And oh, let me go to James because he's going to make this day funny and I don't have to worry about the fact that I'm dealing with this relationship thing or this or this at home thing. And, this, and, and yeah, I understand it. But sometimes when you sit alone, you start coming to answers that you didn't have. You start making plans for yourself that you didn't have. Being alone is not inherently negative. And being okay with being alone is a necessity for every human being. Because sometimes the world isn't going to acknowledge you and, and what you're good at. And, and what you bring to them. And you're going to be left with nobody. And then when you're, not, when you're not okay with that, you start hanging around people that don't respect you. And I don't care for you. But they give you the time of day. Just enough to where you don't have to, you don't feel like you have to go. But, you, but not enough to where you feel appreciated. And so yeah, I do think that you should learn how to be alone. But don't expect it. You know? um, I always tell people. What's up? Oh my god. Uh, uh, okay. Um. So, when you said the thing I told you, and when you were um when you were talking to me, uh, I decided to bring it up. Um, the specific thing that I told you was it's sad that people value themselves off of the wrong people that value them. So. Basically, yeah, it might be a little bit better than what I said. I'm not funny. <laughs> just, just a little bit. <laughs> there, isn't it sad that the, um people only value themselves by how much the wrong people value them? So mm. people go to the wrong people and, and they okay. So you go to certain people and expect um love and care and to be valued by them, but the thing and you value yourself off of what they expect from you and who um what they value how you how they value you except instead of finding well first you shouldn't i feel like you shouldn't value that yourself that heavily on other people and how they value you and if you and also being able to recognize although you're not always going to, to be able to the right people from the wrong people and valuing and understanding how they're valuing you and how it's um, either gonna helping you or deteriorating your health. Mm, very well spoken, Sullivan. See this 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 is the co-host I, I know you are. I know you can be. Actually, yeah. while while you said that, I thought about something that um someone told me a while ago. I was having a conversation with someone. Um and you know, the topic of um absent parents came up and you know within the black the black community that's um sadly it's a norm um 
but when this person told me this, I I I had to step back for a minute and really think about what they said because it was like revolutionary. Actually, it changed my entire way of thinking about a specific situation. When okay, let's use for example, you know, the normal thing that is sadly, um, you know, it, it's sadly accepted in today's society: a black child without a father. Um, now, little children, uh, you know, small, small children, they don't have the mental capacity or the emotional ability to process big emotions or like big events. Um, it's, uh, the majority of the reason that's why, you know, childhood trauma is, um, it shapes who you are today. Um, so when an absent parent comes into play little children can't comprehend emotionally or psychologically why their parent isn't there for them and so the only thing that they really have to think about is themselves so they equate their their parents absence with their self-worth and so the little child thinks you know maybe I wasn't enough to keep said parent around or, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it was me, you know, um, and, you know, in turn of, and, and yeah, yeah, subsequently of that, um, that affects them a lot because then they grow up and now their entire view on social interactions is what can I offer this person enough to make them want to stay with me? Um, and that's sadly how a lot of people view themselves. They view themselves as, you know, they have to give something in order to receive fundamental love. And, you know, that shouldn't be, but that's a conversation that society isn't ready for yet. But it's just, it's so, it's strange, you know, because uh, it, 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 it shapes the way that you interact with people today. So, you know, now if you didn't get that love and support from um, your parent, which you were supposed to, uh, now you seek that out from other people. And, you know, if you don't spend enough time to really understand yourself and what you need, you seek those things from the wrong people. Um, and then that's when you start surrounding yourself with a crowd who don't care or respect you how an actual friend should. Um, and I feel like a lot of people follow into that, you know, that cycle of looking for you know, looking for the love and care that they never received, uh, and then going to the wrong people to get that from, um, and one way or another they end up being hurt, and then the cycle just continues. Yeah, the guy who said that, he sounds uh, pretty fucking smart, pretty intelligent. Um, but I can feel you, though. I feel you on that, because I grew up without a father. A topic I'll dive deeper into in a different episode. I feel like this episode's already pretty heavy. Yeah, we should do that together. Oh my uh, god, twins! You see that? We'll, we'll see. Um... Yeah, I just I feel like and that's what Sullivan not to bring her up. Well, actually, no, yes, to bring her up. She's fucking amazing. But she had a um, she had a song and a and a and the whole like interlude about that feeling. Um, but in her in her interlude, it was more about the idea of of women feeling they need to offer sex to keep men around. Um, but personally, I resonated with it because and I said this to her a lot of times, which you know. Thank you for being a real one and, and hold me down. But I've um, talked to a lot, a lot of a lot of a lot of my friends, and I feel like all I had to offer was the was the was the funny aspect. You know, he's a funny guy, or some people he's a smart guy with the work. 
Um, and once I lost that, I felt like I was I was nothing. Once my friends stopped laughing at my joke as much as they used to, I felt like they were drifting away. Cause that's all I had to offer. Um, and I felt like that's that's what I had to do to get the love and support that I, that every human being deserves. Um, and so it really did hurt me because on one hand it was like, damn, I can keep anybody around. I'm so funny. Like, the, like they love me. I'm so funny. On the other hand, it, it was sad because I felt like no one actually liked me, you know. Um, it's good from Bojack, that'd be lying, but it, it was sad because I felt like who I was as a person, as an entirety, as a whole, wasn't enough to keep people around. Or in some cases, it, it was too much to certain people and push them away. Um, but I have, you know, friends that, that enjoy me for, for who I am, you know, you too. You know. Yes, sir. Shout out, shout out to my to my natos. You know what I mean. But yeah, um, but this episode has been pretty dark as of late. I'm um, thinking we segue into a lighter topic. Um, you tend to dress up as characters from popular animes. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, I do. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about that. Um. So. If 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 y'all don't follow me on Instagram, which you should at a m m h g n i i, um um yeah, if you don't follow me on Instagram, I have you know dressed up as characters from popular animes, um which is you know majorly known as cosplay, um and you know a lot of people think it's weird, um but you know if if we want to keep it. Technical. Everybody has cosplay if you've ever participated in Halloween before, um, because the basis of the, the basis of cosplay is literally just dressing up as a character. That's it. If you ever dressed up as you know your favorite person from a TV show or your favorite game character, you have cosplay before. Um, not to the extent uh, which is recognized um, today, but you definitely have. Um, why? What do you mean why? Why do cosplay? Oh, uh, it's fun. I discovered it through TikTok, um, which you know is no, it, it that's a norm for a lot of people today. We discover a lot of things on TikTok, and I discovered that people you uh, dressed up as um, anime characters is specific. It's specifically what cosplay is known as dressed up as anime characters. Um, and so I started seeing a lot of TikToks about it, and I really liked it. Um, you know, popular, popular contrary belief, a lot of people um, make fun of it a lot. Uh, they bully people because of it, actually. Um, and, you know, um, I just never got it. Because, you know, while the people um, at school were shitting on people's cosplays and, you know, taking... Uh, I was about to say a British phrase, and so sorry. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, but, you know, while people were making fun of other people's cosplay, I was genuinely enjoying it. Um, but you know, since people were making fun of it, and I, um, I wasn't that very com- much confident socially, I, uh, just kept it to myself. Um, but I genuinely enjoyed it, and, you know, um, I believe the first cos- the first actual cosplay that I ever did was, uh, Mary from Kakavirui. Um, it was her Halloween costume, um, um, like, a oh my god, it's my cat. It was, um, a, a, a dynamic duo costume with one of my bestest friends. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and so then I did, um, you know, the one that, you know, that post has the most likes on my Instagram. Um, I, I did one of my favorite anime character, um, Nagatoro. I love oh. her so much. Um, 
uh, and I decided, I decided to dress up as her. Um, and you know, it's, I don't know, uh, it's really fun, um, because then I can actually, you know, become the character, and you know, um, I think it's a really fun thing to, you know, um, put on a persona, or in a fun reason to put on a persona of somebody that, you know, you're not really too much alike, which is not the case for me because she's my twin for real. Um, but it's really fun. Like it, it's genuinely just, I, I genuinely enjoy it as like a hobby. I think it's really cool. Are you, um, are there any future, um, cosplays you have in mind? Oh yeah, of course. But, um, you, um, you, you plan on sharing or no. is that is come com confidential? Stay tuned. You can find out if you follow my Instagram. There's no way you just did it again. I know. I definitely did. Wow. Wow. Not shameful at all. Super shameful plug on a party house podcast. And with a plug like that, I think it's time. No, I think we're hitting an hour. Yeah, I think um, it's time. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Dang, we got a conversation here, though. This was an amazing, um, I had an amazing time talking to you. Mm -hmm. um, you are the first guest, so I think that's, you know, grounds for the celebration. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Yay. Um, next. Actually, no, not next. I'm not going to talk about next. Right now, we're going to talk about um, everyone follow Mahogany. We'll probably have her yes, thing. Yes, sir. Well, her thing what? is in our bio. Oh, uh, yeah, it is in our bio. Yeah, so. I'm the graphic designer of the Potty House podcast crew. Hello. Yes. The all, all the covers you see will be made by her. Yes. Yeah. Everything graphic is her. Um, yeah, Andrew Jet on the show. Uh, and last message for the, for the people out there listening. Okay. Um, okay, yes. Um, I had a very fun time on the podcast. I genuinely enjoyed talking to you. Um, you won't well, need to. And uh, not just because you guys are my friends, but I think the podcast is actually a very, very cool thing. And a really great way to spread awareness about things like you know the topics that we talked about today um but i think the general consensus that people should take away from this don't be afraid to be alone once you get comfortable to enjoy the time that you spend with yourself you'll get a lot more comfortable spending time around other people and then not having to worry about going home and you know not feeling complete because you complete yourself uh, nobody else can do, really do that except for you. Um, so yeah, that's all for me, guys. Thank you. Um, anyone who got this far into the podcast, I know it's a longer episode than usual. Thank you as well. Thank next, you thank you all. Next week, um, we're looking to have Jennifer or Mr. Triello on this podcast. Um, so look out for that. Without uh, further ado, I think that's that a wrap. Party House podcast. See you next time. Have a nice Bye. night. Bye.